0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path and birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no roots, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, let the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares for the world, and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another 60 and another 30. The Gospel of the Lord. You, Lord I've always wondered what kind of seed the sower was sowing, but then I realized that it must have been corn because Jesus said, let anyone with ears listen. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) For the next three weeks, our readings from the Gospel of Matthew are rather seedy. Don't get too excited. It's not seedy as in sordid or, or disreputable although those would have made some interesting sermons, certainly better than the last joke. But seedy as in featuring many agricultural metaphors. In two weeks, Jesus will tell us about the mustard seed. Next week, we will think and pray about the wheat and the weeds. But today, we hear one of Jesus' best-known agrarian parables, the sower. And for Jesus' friends and followers 2,000 years ago, many of whom were farmers and gardeners themselves, such imagery would have been quite effective. One of my favorite editions of the Bible is the St. John's Bible. The St. John's Bible is a hand-written, hand-illuminated manuscript con- created using ancient techniques and pigments. My feeble feeble vocabulary and descriptions don't do it justice. And if we were the kind of church with a big screen, not that there's anything wrong with that, just not our vibe, I might show a few key images during the sermon. Google it when you get home. And one of my favorite illuminations in the St. John's Bible is that of the sower, The image is classically beautiful, with many similarities to Orthodox icons. However, the sower himself is breaking out of the rectangular image, or the rectangular frame meant to contain the image. Looking at the whole page in the St. John's Bible, the sower's head and his hand are halfway into the margin. And the seeds are all over the page, landing on various words and names in today's gospel and before it and after. In the St. John's Bible, the sower is both stunning and a bit of a mess. If you can imagine it, keep that in mind as we ponder the sower this morning. Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea, and he told them many things in parables saying, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. When I first hear this reading, I think about the types of ground, and I ask myself, what type of ground am I? As Jesus himself explained in the second part of the gospel, I wonder, am I the barren path where the seeds do nothing and are summarily eaten by scavengers? Am I the shallow soil which sprouts quickly but has no root and withers away? Am I surrounded by wicked thorns of my own make or someone else's? Or am I good? and able to produce a hundredfold, or sixty, or thirty? And these questions are valid. There are certainly times in our Christian walk when we should evaluate our discipleship and ask ourselves if we are as receptive and productive as we could be. Just this morning, I preached a somewhat different sermon at eight. And while I was preaching at eight, I thought to myself, oh no, this doesn't work at all. And so I spent some time between services, banging my head on the keyboard, revising and rewriting. And I pray this version is slightly better. This is not a plea for compliments in the narthex after the service but a reminder that the soil, like, like the soil in this parable, we could always do better. However, while that is true and helpful, I wonder if we could read this parable in a different way. I wonder if we can dig deeper, pun intended, and find more meaning. For I wonder if this story isn't about us, but about God. According to Sister Irene Noel, we are puzzled by the seeming foolishness of this sower. He doesn't choose the best ground. He doesn't prepare the ground where the seed will be sown. He simply scatters the seed, letting it fall anywhere. Because to the ear of the first century planter, those who heard Jesus tell this story in person and for the first time, this parable is kind of ridiculous. Seed is expensive, and the wise sower would have meticulously chosen chosen the soil in which to sow and not wasted so much seed on infertile ground. Moreover, the suggestion that the fertile ground would have produced 30 or 60 or a hundred fold even the most fertile soil with the most perfect balance of sun and rain and temperature would never produce that most not even close biblical scholars suggest that use of the number 100 is an ancient metaphor for a miracle for nothing could produce 100 fold without the categorical help of God. But we shouldn't be surprised, for this is our God of abundance, our God of extravagance, our God of unconditional love. The same God who created us in their image, the same God who heard the cry of his people in slavery and delivered them to freedom in the promised land, The same God who reconciled with us over and over and over again when we kept messing up over and over and over again. The same God who sent their only Son to know us and walk with us. That same God continues to love us with miraculous abundance. So the most difficult part of understanding this parable may not be deciding what type of ground we are, because if we're honest, we can be all four, sometimes in the same day. But the most difficult part might be accepting God's abundant love. For whatever reason, we may not see ourselves as worthy of such love. But God continues to be God. God continues to love. And so perhaps in telling us this story, Jesus is reminding us that whoever we are, God loves us and wants us to grow. Sometimes we only grow a little bit. Sometimes we grow a whole lot. And sometimes we grow in ways and shapes and manners that we never thought possible. But God is always there, loving us and planting seeds for the future. And Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, God loves you. Amen.